It is 11.05, and here we go, Pinpoint Health Show. It's uh, it's it's all up to you to call in and ask your questions. You have uh, not hangovers. <laughs> I mean, that's probably still reality in the 4th of January. We're still so, people. People are still partying because nobody's gone back to, like, right. everything's happening on Monday, even yeah. though on the 2nd. So, yeah, it was, yep. a, it was a good time. Did you have a good time? Uh, yeah. it's it's. I'm, I'm looking forward to Monday when everybody uh, clears out of the house. and uh, Nice. Know, Dad can do his thing. <laughs> Get the laundry done without Good interruption for you, man. and stuff like that. Yeah, I had you know a fun I mean? one, too. Yeah. We were just talking about it. We'll keep it off the air. It yeah. was, uh, yeah. it was it's bad news bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 416-870-6400-640-ON. sells the number to call in. And welcome to the uh, first 2020 edition of the wow. uh, Pinpoint Health Show. It's freaky, right? It's amazing. My little cousin was over, and he's like, yeah, I can't believe it's going to be a new ce-. This is like kids nowadays. Yep. He's like, it's going to be a new century. I was like, no, it's not. It's, no. a, it's a decade. New century. Yeah. I was dying. It was so funny. It's, but it's anyway. funny you mentioned we were talking about that, and every. it's hard to believe it was 20 years ago where everyone's storing water and candles and freaking out Y2K. I'm like, that was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah. What I think another thing that's cool is like we are in a pretty unique time that we got to see the turn of a century and the turn of a millennium, right? right? Like that's only, yeah. th- that's crazy. Like, yeah. you know, I guess it's all relative, right? When you, whenever you want to set and start a date or whatever, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how time, and you're right. Yeah. Back to the Y2K where everyone just thought like everything's going it. off the grid, like yeah. we're done. Like all of a sudden it's going to be 2000 and, and now it's 2020. Yep. Insane. Feeling, feeling younger every day, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Tip of the hat to Chicago. Um, what uh, what do you got going on? I know 2020 is going to be a big year for you yeah. in Pinpoint Health, Yeah, it's right? going to be a big year. But uh, I guess today I want to spend some time talking about some, I guess, deeper things about healthcare. I was um, I was watching a podcast yesterday, and uh, a health-related podcast, and they were talking a lot about placebo. And one of the physicians was arguing, and I think it's a great argument, that as a healthcare system – we don't do enough to actually include placebo, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're always looking for a way to identify, well, where's the placebo and let's get rid of it. But this physician's argument was essentially that actually placebo is the strongest motivator for healing because it's actually being done by your mind, right? right? And a lot of new things right now are looking at how the mind can actually change what we have in our body, that Mm -hmm. mind-body connection. And it was a great argument because it's true. We don't we should be using placebo to our advantage. Um, the problem that I had, I guess not the problem, but I guess one of the the issues that that when I think of it, because this was an American podcast, so they have a different type of healthcare system. When I think of it here, I guess the important reason why we do need to try to identify placebos, although it is important for the healing process, because if you can have somebody believe that they're being healed and and their their mind can actually create that, then that's true healing, in my opinion. That's not fake healing. I guess the problem is, is when there's these expensive interventions that are really just placebo effects, right? Like, I think when you just look at it and you look at, you know, does meditating provide some type of a placebo effect? But there's no expense to that, right? Like, right. anybody could could meditate, and, and there's very little expense to a consumer or to someone looking for that health care. But what if we develop this massive piece of equipment and, you know, it costs X amount of dollars for you to get this treatment, but really it's placebo. And I think that's where it's important to identify placebo because we might just really be ripping people off, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 maybe there's another way. So I, I think placebo, that idea of, of using placebo to actually heal is a very, very important point. I think, though, that we need to do it in a way where if that's the case, it shouldn't be these expensive tens of thousands of dollar treatments, 
right? And there's a lot of things out there that, you know, and I'm I'm very much for alternative medicine. I believe that everything plays a role. I'm I'm I believe in Western conventional medicine and I believe in alternative complementary medicines yep. and that putting them together actually has the best role. But I do think that there's some alternative things out there that when I've looked at the research, there's just no research to support it. Um, and, you know, like an example of that is like those uh, those colon um, cleanses or whatever they yeah. are, where they irrigate like there's no like there's no good scientific research for that. And you know, it's just not something I buy into. Um, another thing is detox products. Like we oh, do such so much out there. Yeah. And we do like our body can do such a great job of detoxing itself by just using the right foods and things like that. Fasting that, and yeah, stuff fasting. like that. Yeah, fasting. So it's to me, there's those things. But then if you ask me about things like, you know, different herbs and stuff, yeah, there's some good research on different things, um, on thing, other alternative I- interventions like, um, you know, acupuncture. There's tons of research coming out on that. So I I think we do have to be careful and I think I think placebo again is should be taken into advantage but here's the placebo can happen in other ways in terms of even the doctor patient relationship right so me being realistic so there's research that shows like let's say you're my patient and I'm seeing you and I'm offering you know all of a sudden we figure out that you have something wrong with you. Okay. And if I have sort of a negative like oh geez that's what's wrong with you that's not good for no. you. And that, that goes to the placebo, right? So there is an advantage, and, and this is where I think placebo should have a role, is in these types of interactions. Like, maybe I'm much be- it's much better served for you for me to say, okay, well, this this is, you know, this is a tough diagnosis, but you can get through it. It's also, there's research that the personal testimonials, and that's why, like, Google reviews are so important, that when people can hear personal stories where it becomes real for them, that that really helps with that placebo effect. And... I think it's really important that as a healthcare system, we don't do enough. We're always trying to discredit placebo, but I do think we should be incorporating it in the ways that are not going to be a massive expense to the person or to the system. Like, especially when you consider our system here in Ontario, could you imagine if we had these massive treatments that are very, very expensive that are just placebos? Like, we're just spending tax dollars for no reason. But I think there's low-level ways that we can incorporate placebo, have a a tremendous effect, because there's also the opposite, the nocebo effect, where you can get a negative outcome, right? Where the, the idea is if you're the patient, right? And an example of this is, you're a patient, you're going for an intervention, and you already don't believe it's going to work. And I say that to people when they come in. Like, I've had a number of patients that have come in and said... I've tried everything. I know. I, I'm here because yeah. someone told me to come here. I've tried everything. Nothing's ever going to work, and I don't think you'll be able to help me. And when they start with that... <laughs> you're the, on the right foot. Yeah, when they start with <laughs> yeah. that, I already tell them. I say, you're probably right, but you're yeah. right because of that thinking. Yeah. And if that's your thinking, that's a problem. So I think it'd be cool to discuss this. I want to hear some calls about this. So give us yep. a call. You bet. 416-870-6400, star 640 and sell. If you've been through it, you're going through it, or you got an opinion on it, we'd love to hear you right here in the Pinpoint House Show, Global News Radio. It is indeed 1115. Lots of time for you to call in. We uh, started off talking about placebo. Have you been through it? Have you used it? Has it been effective? Or have you found it to be complete snake oil? I uh, would love to get your opinion on that one. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Pinpoint Health on social as well, like Facebook and Instagram and info at pinpointhealth.ca to, uh, to reach out as well. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I guess the, the snake oil stuff, like, again, I think, I think if there's things out there working for people and they're not a tremendous expense and they're not designed to rip people off, um, you know, I was reading an article today where some uh, palm reader is being arrested for 
allegedly like getting $80,000 from somebody. Like mm. that's the problem where placebo is yeah. like a little, you know, that's like you're hurting people with that. Right. And, and in healthcare there, there are these types of things, these types of products where they cost tremendous amounts of money or you have to do them for so long and either way it equates into just money. So I think it's important to realize whether it's a financial thing or if it's, but again, you can achieve placebo in a lot of different ways. And, and I think healthcare professionals can achieve it by their attitudes. So one of the things that I thought was important out of this is just when you look at the research around this, just spending more time with a patient, just speaking to them more about what's going on. This all creates that placebo effect, which again, I'm not arguing that placebo is bad. I actually think it's very good. It's, it's true healing. Like if you can heal from within yourself, there's no, there's no more real form of healing than that. And, and I think it's important to use it to our advantage. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think it's a very, very interesting topic. I think people also, uh, going back to how we ended the last segment talking about the nocebo effect where someone like a patient might or even the doctor might not believe that something is going to work and you have that ingrained, then you're, it's an uphill battle. And I find that a lot with, with chronic pain patients. So a lot of chronic pain patients have been going through this stuff. And, and it makes sense why they would get there. I'm not saying that this is a flaw. Like if you're dealing with chronic pain for so long and nothing's working, then yeah, at a certain point you sort of break, right? Where yeah. you believe like, yeah, there's nothing else. There's nothing else. And, and that makes sense. And that's why a lot of the times I really focus on the education component where when I see and meet these types of people, and I, and I ended the last segment by saying where I've had people who come in and will say something along the lines of, I don't even know why I'm here. My wife or my husband booked this or someone booked this for me. Uh, I've seen everybody, the top doctors, nobody's been able to help me. I doubt that you'll be able to help me. And my answer to that always is, you're absolutely right. With that type, with that line of thinking, I won't be able to help you. But I don't stop there. I make them understand why that is the case. And I show them how the brain works and how your thoughts matter and and how you can take advantage of a of a belief and i think it's very very important that when you're trying something in order to get better that you as the patient have that open mind so long as you've done your due diligence to make sure that this is something credible but i mean there's there's you can have the best intervention in the world that has all the scientific evidence all the clinical experience but if someone doesn't believe that it's going to work that's not good, right. right? There's even research done around uh, when when people are are read their last rites before they should be, or you know, it's the whole reason when you know in certain cultures where you can put like a, a curse on somebody and people will actually like all of a sudden right. fall into that cur- curse. It's that nocebo effect that if you believe even the negative, then even those things can come true, right? So so your belief system is very very important. Um, in how you heal and how you manage things. And and I think, I do think it's important to talk, to have this discussion for people to realize this and not, and I also think it's important that the healthcare system, again, doesn't shy away from using placebo, but rather takes it as a tool that should be used. Um, this is also the reason why new things always tend to work for a period of time. That's why like when new diets come out or you try something new, there's always a greater effect in the beginning, right? Because right. you can have almost like this collective placebo, right? Where everybody believes something and then all of a sudden 
um, it, it's it's ingrained and and it's also the reason why new therapies can work so well in the beginning because there's this belief and then after you you know maybe you start becoming skeptical along the way where you're like well I don't know like I've been doing this now is it really helping and that mindset change can can really push you one way or another and and I think it really comes down to showing how important our minds are that mind body connection and you know when people when I was listening to this podcast, they were also talking about people under hypnosis where you can hypnotize someone, yep. touch them with a finger, but convince them that it's a burning hot object and they feel this tremendous, tremendous amount of pain there. or vice versa. You can take a, an incredibly hot object, touch that person and tell them that it's a cold object and they don't feel anything. And the other people on the podcast were calling BS on that. But I do think that that's possible. I think it's possible yeah. because um, our, our minds control everything. And after the break, you're going to walk fire to make yes. sure it's studio, yes. make sure it's actually, you know, we got <laughs> yeah. the coals simmering as we speak. Uh, you want to call in? We'd love to get your opinion on this one. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Pinpoint Health Show right here, Global News Radio. 1124, the uh, Pinpoint Health Show, reaching out, 1-855-55-DR-LOU, D-R-L-O-U, info at pinpointhealth.ca or Pinpoint Health on social as well, like Instagram. And Facebook, for the purpose of this show, uh, one of the many things we talk about is placebo effect and its effectiveness. It's, I mean, how many? T- well, you'll know this eventually when your when your son gets a little older. But when you have a, uh, you know, a kid who's six, seven, eight years old, they feel sick, and you know, when you go to the doctor, the doctor says, "Ah, oh, you're fine, good, get out of here." All of a sudden, now they feel great. They want to go for ice cream, right? It's, yeah, it's, well, it's that mental thing. Well, right? I've already noticed that. Funny enough, you mentioned that with things like if they fall, right? And if you yep. make a fall a big deal, or if you laugh I, at it. Yeah, and if if you've made it a big deal, then all of a sudden yeah. it's a big deal to them. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, and versus if you just ignore yeah. it, don't look at it. Yeah, they seem to be told it's funny. Yeah, yeah. it's it's incredible yeah. how well, again, to me it all makes perfect sense that the mind is controlling what our bodies do. It's our motherboard. Like it really I don't know why people have such a hard problem accepting this. Yeah, cuz it's right? nothing they can take or sip or put on their skin. You know, yeah, I know, but it's still at this point. I think with uh, how far we've come along, like and and the all the evidence that supports that mind body connection, and I mean even just going as simple as thinking of, you know, people who have severed spinal cords mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason or have a spinal cord injury and they can't feel anything. Like it to me, it makes perfect sense. Your mind, your brain is is the area that integrates everything that you feel right. and then sends out the messages, right? Like that, that is the perception. This is why people can, can control uh, different things. There was actually, um, and I don't know the intrinsics of this research, so I might, I might be getting the specifics wrong, but again, it was sort of on this podcast. And one of the things that was interesting was people who swear more have higher pain tolerances than people who don't swear. And it had to do essentially with, because, there's different areas of the brain that control language. And there's also different areas of the brain that control like socially accepted things, right? Like, you know, as, as a human, you know something that's socially accepted and not socially mm-hmm. accepted. So the area that swearing lights up in the brain is not actually just the speech area. It's also another area um, that, that essentially is like to do with social norms. And I'm not a neuroscientist, so again, the intrinsic of this are 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 not. I, I may not be going into enough depth, but the gist of it was that because you're using so many other neural networks, it sort of dampens that pain perception, which is crazy. Like it's sort of it's yeah, you don't buy it. Uh, if that was the case, I'd be able to juggle lava. 
<laughs> but you may have a higher pain tolerance than a lot of people, though, right? Maybe, you don't. don't it doesn't mean that you're invincible. It, that, that's not what the research. Joey, come here and punch me in the nose. We'll find out if I swear. <laughs> no, but it's more about like so when they do research and they measure pain, they often measure yeah. pain by by giving some like a bucket of ice and like you you dunk your right. hand in there, right? So and and it's sort of funny because I mean off the air, I I swear a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna fully oh, you admit. And me both, pal. Yeah, yeah, I, I right. swear a lot. And my wife and her family, they don't swear at all. Like I there were years where I yeah. would like my shoot is the worst. Yeah, you get. like my wife will never, ever, ever say anything. But like even for something like going for a massage, like I want deep, like get in, get in there, get in grind there. that. And you know, with her, it's like the minute you touch her, she's jumping and she's like, Oh my god, that hurts. So now again, it might also be biological differences sure. from a gender perspective, whatever. But I thought it was interesting research. And yeah. it's sort of I guess when when I a lot of this stuff when when I see it and I think of it and I think of it theoretically, it's like as long as I can sort of make sense of it, I don't fully discredit it. It's not like I'm saying like, you know, hey, swear more and it's it'll not increase cut and dry. your yeah. No, it's not cut and dry, but it's interesting. To me, it's yep. interesting and it sort of makes sense. And again, I think again, it has it goes back to how important the mind is in controlling everything that we do. And there's so much that goes on in the mind that, you know, we still don't understand a lot of it. It's it's very, very fascinating stuff, and I and I, you know we're sort of going on a tangent here, but I think going back to the the crux of it being the placebo effect, I think it's a big thing that we need to be doing more of it, and I I really try to incorporate it more in my attitude. That's where I think because that's not an extra expense to the patient. I don't want to have. Call. You know, so for me, it's more about giving them the education, being positive about it. You can still be realistic, but in a positive manner, right? Mm -hmm. But just think if you're there and all of a sudden the doctor looks at a at a scan and says, oh, shoot, like, oh, yeah. my God, like, yeah. Ooh, don't be buying green bananas, Yeah, Bill. yeah, your yeah. classic line yeah. there. Like, if you say that to someone, you, you, you're <laughs> done. done. You're done. How, how can you ever get away from that? Um uh, so, so I think they're they're I I try to again be realistic because I think it's important to be realistic. But I think you can be realistic in a positive format, and that positive format can start creating that placebo effect. And I encourage again every listener and every patient out there mm -hmm. be willing to try, be yep. willing to have open that to open it. mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. If you have an opinion on this one, got some time to. Uh, to take your calls till till 12 o'clock, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. 1132 Pinpoint Health Show, we were talking about, or we are talking about the placebo effect. If you've been through it, if you uh, think it's legit, or you think it's complete BS, call in, talk to us. We'd yeah, love to no, get your opinion on getting it, Getting right? crickets on the placebo effect. It's crazy. You know, the show is best. When people call in and ask their questions or, right. or give their comments, you bet. I, I love that dialogue. I even do a lot of, um, when I teach, um, often when I teach, like if I have an hour time, I always try to leave probably about half an hour of the question and answer yeah. because I feel like that's where you get the so much more because, out. yeah, because otherwise it's pre-programmed. Like what we're doing here is I'm just yep. talking about something that I'm thinking about, but I don't know collectively what listeners are thinking about it maybe and also maybe people think this is just a placebo show today which is not i mean i'm happy to talk about anything pain injury related as i always am so uh bring on the calls but i thought for sure that placebo conversation would uh would create would strike a chord for sure like with yeah. people and that some people really you know are so against it and then some people are all for it some people don't even understand what it is or yep. even believe that it exists they don't sure so, there there's a group of 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 
of the population that believes that the mind doesn't have a role in any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Fine, fine. Like I'm not, I'm open to having uh, the conversation, but I, I don't know. I've seen too much to suggest that there is, that it doesn't exist. So yeah. Interesting. 416-870-6400-640 on cell. It's funny when you say they should be you know, wrapping more of the placebo type of research and stuff into healthcare. But And the, and the big red flag I think you mentioned was y- y- there's got to be one hell of a, a filter, a series of checks and balances, because this could be a lot of expensive stuff that doesn't carry any weight. Right, yeah. It's scary, right? Yeah, we can't. And that, and, that, and that sort of was my, when I was listening to this one physician and he was all for it, my thought was, yeah, but you, we got to be careful yeah. with that, right? Because we, we do also need to control for placebo and research because we need to be able to understand what truly works, what doesn't, because a lot of these things are, are, are paid for either by a person, by, they're all paid by the person. Because even in our system, we think we have free healthcare. We don't have free healthcare. Our taxes pay for this stuff. And, and so, I mean, if that's free to you, I guess, but to me, that's not free. No, it's not free at all. It's not, there's no such thing as free healthcare that we have, right? No. And even, I mean, group, like group insurance through work, like you're working there, you pay for it. None of this stuff is free at the end of the day, there is an expense. And so, uh, so we do need to be careful to make sure that the checks, like you mentioned, the, that there's checks and balances on, on the placebo stuff. But I get, I think my argument becomes that you can have the placebo by the interaction. And I think that's my biggest thing is that you can achieve it through the interaction of the doctor patient on both sides by the doctor having a certain way of communicating the education, spending a lot of time, all of those things that doesn't cost anybody anything more. And also on the side of the patient where they're willing to listen. And again, I'm not saying accept every single thing in the world, but if, if it all is making sense, you know, some people are just naturally I think it's important to be realistic, but I think there's just a lot of people out there that are just negative people. They're defeatist, yeah. Yeah, they're just negative. They're, they're they're always pessimistic about everything and I don't know. I just don't I don't think that's the way to go. 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell. Hey Joe, good morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? Good, brother. What's uh what's up? Well, I firmly believe in the mind. Yep. Uh, I, I even, you know, to an extent, the law of attraction, I believe in. So yeah. when it comes to these things, my, but I, it's not about me. It's about my wife. My wife has a very bad back. She's been dealing with issues for almost three years, a pain clinic for over a year. We're getting no answers. She's very down. Right. Uh, but to her, it, it's not a real thing. She goes, no, I need the answer. I need to know what's wrong so we can fix it. And I said, but starting in the mind is one of the best places. 100%. Positivity. Yep. You know, the, the idea of 10,000 monks, you know, praying together or meditating together is to amplify a thought. I, I know you touched on that earlier, you mm-hmm. know, groups of people thinking the same thing. What I'm asking is, what would your ideas be to try and get somebody on board on this, right. this idea? Yeah, so I think, I think number one, you're your wife probably won't want to. I have a wife, so I know she doesn't want to listen to me. So coming from you, it's probably it's just a, a reason for her not to listen, maybe. But and I'm just trying to make a joke there. But uh, yeah, I think I think a lot of it comes down to if you like when I see people like that in my office, I really try to take them through the 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 conversation from start to end in terms of understanding how the mind works. And I mean, I think. 
I think one of the things that I would say to your wife is like the reason why she's still there is like if if to this point she's thought that way and she's not getting any better, then why not try a different thinking pattern? Like the worst that could happen is that nothing changes, but already nothing is changing. So but if there's a chance that just changing your mindset could help you, why not try that? Um and, and I and again, I think when you look at, for me, it's always about evidence, right? Like when there's more evidence, one way to support something to me, that just is the case. And when you look at the scientific evidence around this stuff, there's way more stuff, like vastly more, like, you know, 95 to five to suggest that this is the way it works. And especially with what you're talking about, chronic low back pain, huge. Oh, there yeah. was, I forget who it was. I forget the, the physician's name. Uh, might come to me. Anyways, the, the, the crux of it is this. This physician uh, it, it was in the States, and this must have been like 10, 15 years ago. This person believed that back pain was always a result of your mind creating spasms, right? So, so he basically theorized it doesn't matter whether you have a herniated disc or this or that because a lot of people have these things and they don't actually have any pain. It's just a physical thing. But sometimes something neurologically can trigger your mind to all of a sudden determine, okay, there's something wrong there. Throw the muscles into spasm. And most people that have severe back pain is because of muscle spasms. This this physician created a program where all he had to do was speak to people for like two hours and people that were told that they would only get better with surgery, um, with spinal surgery, things like that, would go to his sessions, listen to him speak. And through the different things that he did, they would come out and they'd be totally fine, totally cured. And again... I'm not suggesting that that's the best approach for back pain, but what it suggests to me is that, yeah, there probably is, like, your muscles respond to your mind. And one of the easiest ways to understand that is there's been a lot of research around stretching. So you've seen this where people think they have to go deeper into a stretch. So let's think about my neck. Like, all of a sudden, you've seen people sort of grab the side of their head and pull their ear away from their shoulder, and it's like, oh, I feel this great stretch. And the more you pull, Mm -hmm. the tighter it actually gets, where it's like you think you're getting more and you're actually stretching things out more. What they've actually found is that neurologically, all you're doing is you're taking a muscle, you're stretching it. There's receptors in your muscle that tell your brain, like, hey, I'm being stretched and I'm about to rip. And so your mind then tenses the muscle even more. And this is the reason why we've moved away from the idea of stretching, but rather to warming Warm up. up and yeah. dynamic movements. Because there's all you're doing is giving yourself a feedback to say, like, make that tighter, make that tighter. So, Joe, I guess I'm, I'm going in a lot of different areas with this. But I guess your question being how do you start to convince someone of these things is you have these types of conversations. Like when you can show them these things, and I mean... At the end of the day, if they're not going to accept it, they're not going to accept it. But I think this goes back to to having that open mind. And, and I think with your wife, if, if that mindset to the, the way she's been currently hasn't helped, then I think the conversation becomes, a, well, why not try this? Like, if you're trying everything else and you're willing to try anything else, why not try that? And one of the biggest predictors towards prognosis, which means how likely someone is to get better um, with things like chronic low back pain, is how likely they're willing to try anything. And and if their answer is not, like that they're not willing to try anything, that's not a good prognostic factor. And again, where does that all happen? That happens in the mind, that, that decision. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know if I'm answering your question or yeah. I, I guess I'm sort of having a conversation uh, around the topic, but um, 
To me, yeah. I find it an uphill fight with her. I've been focusing a lot on, especially in places like Tibet with non-medicinal hospitals, yep. where it's more a meditation. You know, they're they're chanting, this yep. is done, this is done, yep. uh, you're better. Um, I've been trying to show her this stuff, but she doesn't believe, like, she thinks these videos are fake, you know? Like, yeah. maybe some of the ones where they're trying to show cancer disappearing, like, live, you yeah. know what I mean, through a camera. Maybe some of that is a little bit fake, but I know that even... A lot of, like, Michael J. Fox, for an example, very big into the non-medicinal and even uh, the, you know, binary beats, yeah. like that type of music that you would listen to that stimulates the brain yeah. into these things. But she just, she won't buy into it. She's very much caught up in the Western world of medicine where the pill is the answer yeah. or the knife is going to be the answer. Yeah. And I, just, I try and explain, we've, we've lived for hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah, and, and, and people and, didn't have these methods no. back then, and, and we made it. And I think you know? there's the opposite side of the coin where there's some people that are only folk. Like, there's people out there that their kids will get meningitis and they won't give them antibiotics, right? right. So, so I yeah. think there's there's. I think for me, I'm always a believer that, and I think most people are extreme in any one way is never a good thing, right? There, the moderation is important, and I think you sound like you're that way. I don't think you sound like someone who wouldn't you know, take antibiotics for meningitis, but yeah, exactly. And so that to me is reasonable, but there's a host, like, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see your wife if you want and have this conversation, give us a call. And, but I appreciate the phone call and, you know, good luck, but I think you're right. You, you, she needs to change that pattern of thinking. Joe, appreciate your call again. One eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U to continue onward uh, with your wife. Do so. Give it a shot. Info at pinpointhealth.ca is the uh, is the email address. But for the remainder of the show, call in like Joe. You got some time. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. It is eleven forty six. You still have time to. Uh Got some questions answered. Voice your opinion, at least. Been uh, spending a lot of time in the show talking about the placebo and the effect it has, the uh, the positive, and and sometimes people don't even give it a fair shot. And, you know, it, it's funny. I know we've we probably talked about this probably a year ago about this time just after Christmas. You think about the time of season. Generally speaking, a lot of people don't celebrate whatever, but for the masses of of you know, say North Americans that do celebrate the holidays, everybody around that time's in in a good mood. They're yep. cheerful. It's positive. But really, what is it? You're not really doing much else than you would normally do. You're buying a bit of stuff. You're maybe having yeah. some dinners, but it's the whole the mental effect. The of mental it, right? effect, yeah, and yeah, it's, it's huge. You can't deny that people feel pretty good when that stuff. No, happens, I right? somebody came over on on uh, New Year's Day, a friend. And um, they were talking about, like, how now they're going to have to take down the Christmas decorations. And he was saying, he's like, you know, every time of the year when that happens, I get depressed. Right. Right? Like, for, and and yeah, there's some, I don't know. It's I, a tree. Yeah, it's a tree. It's a tree. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. It's in your house, it's a tree. It's a mindset, right? Yes. Like, at the end of the day, so the, it even goes deeper into the argument of, like, there there is no such thing as good, bad, all these things. It's what you perceive it to be mm-hmm. and what we've convinced ourselves that it should be. Um, and to me, that's, again, it goes back to the mind. And I think of Joe's call about his wife and there's just people out there that all they want is a pill or a procedure, yeah. right? Like a, a surgical procedure or a pill has to be the answer. The Western way is the only way. And again, then I brought up the idea of like, then there's people on the other end of the spectrum where it's all like, no, it's got to be natural. And the yeah, yeah, and all that stuff. And to me, that's, it's just, it's sad because we've come so far that we really, as we advance as a species, 
why not take advantage of everything that we have? And let's not, I agree absolutely with Joe. Why are we discrediting things that have been helping people for thousands and thousands of years for procedures that have only been around for 10 years? And I'm not saying that those procedures don't work, but why can't we just use it all in combination? And someone like that dealing with chronic low back pain, like why wouldn't you be willing to try some mindfulness? Right. Like what, what, what is it? But I think that also goes to a deeper like when you have people like that, you have to understand the deeper psychology of it. Right. Maybe they just are a negative person. They, yeah. And I'm not talking about Joe's wife specifically, if, if Joe's still listening. I'm just using that as a springboard. But but maybe there's something deeper there. Maybe there's a deeper generalized anxiety disorder or a depression or all of these things. And I mean, one thing that I'm big on is even the cognitive behavior therapy. And what oh, is yeah, that? So That's changing your mind. Like we over medicate, like when it comes to like depression and things like that, we, we have essentially, you know, people feel sad and now we've made that a medical problem. Like everything's depression, right? Like People are just meant to feel sad. We're not meant to be happy. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that says that humans are supposed to be happy. In fact, we're probably not supposed to be happy. But now we've, like, there's bigger powers in play behind the scenes with large pharmaceutical companies and all these things that if you can create this conversation and, you know, someone feeling sad is depression and so you have to give them an antidepressant and now, like, we find that those things don't work well, so give them an antipsychotic too. And, like, we create this cocktail of stuff where people aren't, Thinking about this and even things with like, and, and, and I'm not an expert in the psychology and the pediatrics of this, but even again, like I, I, I see people who have kids that are diagnosed with hyperactivity, ADD, ADHD, and all these things, and they're so quick to the medication. Right. And we're just medicating these young kids. But a lot of the times, like, what are these people putting in their bodies? Like if all you're ever feeding them is pop, uh, complex carbohydrates in the forms of processed foods, like all that energy has to be it has to you have to get rid of it. You let them eat 17 chocolate bars a day and you think that they have hyperactivity. Like, yeah, that's a lot of glucose that has to get burnt. And so they're going to be active. They're going to not pay attention like before. And I'm not saying there's no role for the medication, but what I am arguing is why not try the lowest level interventions first before you jump to the things that have the worst side effects. And that's even like my my argument for this low back pain case like if you can try something like mindfulness and and these other things that aren't going to hurt you at the at the end of the day why not try that first before you jump to something like spine fusion yeah that has way more consequences to it like i, I don't know to me it's a crazy line of thinking and i think i think there's a lot of people out there that unfortunately do this stuff to themselves and it's sad when you see it in the relation to kids, like when someone has these belief systems and they have kids and they make these decisions, like that idea of these kids that are being medicated and really like maybe it's just a diet modification that could help. I don't know. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You still got a few minutes here. You want to call in and uh, voice an opinion, get some questions answered, do it. Pinpoint Health Show. Global News Radio. You want to get a call in? This is the time. You got a, a few minutes literally to go. 416 870 6400, star 640 on sale. It's interesting. We've been spending this hour talking about uh, placebo. And yeah, every time we talk about it, and mind more, right? Yeah. And every time we talk about this, I keep thinking of uh, a book by uh, a guy, Dr. John Sarno. This came out, I think, in the early 90s uh, or a little later. And I, I remember Stern talking about it. It was called The, uh, the Mind Body Prescription Healing the Body, Healing the Pain. Oh, yeah, okay. And I've a lot of it has it. to do with the things, especially lower back pain, where a lot of it's repressed emotions. It's not so much a physical thing. And it's a, it's a mind blowing book. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think even with, you can have, again, so you can have a physical problem, but your mind is in control of that physical problem. So you can actually hurt your back. You could be picking up a box and your your back goes into spasm. But then the question becomes, well, why do some people get better from that? And then other people develop chronic low back pain that never gets better. And why is more and more research around chronic low back pain focusing on the cognitive aspects of these things? But you know, I think you and I were just talking, and I think this this you know strikes a chord with me and with you, and probably with a lot of people. You just sometimes can't help people that don't want to help themselves, and that's not just with low back pain; it's with anything in life, like in terms of like motivation for work, losing weight, like whatever goals, like quitting smoking, just even the simplest there's, things. There's every if you, if all you can ever do one of the things like in terms of a business things when I. I do some business talks for doctors and things like that as well. And I find one of the things that people always ask me is like, everybody can have an idea. If you don't follow through with an idea, then it's just an idea, right? Even from a business perspective, but it's no different with your health, with your goals. Like if you want to do something and all you ever do is talk about it and you never do it, then all you're doing is talking. And even worse, if you talk about something and don't believe anything that can help you, like mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier in the show, then you're just doomed. Like I, I yeah. you'll never achieve it, right? Like and 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 there's this it's just a mindset and, and some and I just think that's a more collective problem. Like we, we sort of live in this negative world, right? Like and and we there's a lot of negative people out there and a lot of people thrive on this type of stuff. Like they want Yeah, they feast on it. Yeah, they feast on it. a lot of yeah. people want the excuse to they want the crutch. They want to be able to say, well, no, I can't do this because of that. Like some people love they won't admit it, but and they may not even realize it, but they love that they have a diagnosis of some sort, like mm-hmm. something where they can just use like that as the card. Well, like, hey, no, here's my card. Like, look, there's yeah, the di- onto it yeah, there's it. the diagnosis. Like, I should be yeah. exempt from this and from that and whatever. And so, I, I don't know. I think I think there's a big aspect here where that if we if if you can change the way that you think about these things, and 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 again, like we were talking about, if you start wanting to help yourself. You get rid of that mentality where you don't want to help yourself because you, no matter what what I do or what any healthcare professional does or what a husband says to his wife or whatever, like if at the end of the day, the person who has the issue or has the goal or whatever it may be, doesn't actually do the things to change and doesn't change their mindset, doesn't start, doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, my job is really just to to tell people what they need to do. Whether they do it or not is a very difficult thing. And that's one of the reasons in healthcare why a lot of people don't get better, right? Like I've had this a lot of times too where people say like, you know, I think we had a caller a few weeks ago that said, you know, been to many, many doctors about my fibromyalgia. They all say this, 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 and this, but nobody has an answer. It's like, but they're giving you the answer. Right. It's just not the answer that you think should be the answer, but you're not the expert. Like if, and it's not an easy answer. And because it's not easy, you want to accept it's not an answer. That's not our problem. That's you. That you have the problem, not us. We are giving you the realm of possibility that we know exists right now. Maybe in thirty years, there's a different answer, but we're not there yet. We can't. We can't just figure that out. We're going to deal with what we have right now. And if what we have, and again, we have this this massive amount of knowledge of new Western uh, types of interventions, and then these other alternative and complementary medicines. And I do truly believe that as you mesh those things together and you use the bits and pieces of all of it and in different places at different times, 
that's the best outcome for health for sure. We are done for today. Reach out uh, afterwards. No problem. one 855 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U. It's Pinpoint Health on social media like Instagram and Facebook. Lots of stuff to be uh, to be watched and learned there. And, uh, of course, you can go info at pinpointhealth.ca to reach out through email as well. Till next time, Pinpoint Health Show right here, Global News Radio.